This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When I'm out hunting something that I've been chasing, especially when I have history with it or something, even just a shot of a bow seems like it takes a lifetime to let that arrow fly. I mean, it was the same thing with watching these birds fall out of the sky or even landing them first and dropping it there. Tyler and I talked about that a lot moving into day two was making that shot and watching the bird that you were watching fall. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was all slow motion. So even though we were only there for 20 minutes, I mean, I can only imagine between the seven of us, how many of those birds that we shot at, we were looking and we watched fall and how slow motion that was for all of us. I mean, yeah. oh, you got her, dude. she's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Ball Obsession Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode. We are driven by Ridge Rock Hunt Company. I will talk more about them at the end. I am Sam. I'm your host for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm on here with another stellar crew. I've been super pumped these past several weeks of our podcast with, uh, with the lineups that we've had. It's, it's been awesome. A lot of faces from the Midwest in particular, but um, for four or five episodes now, we just got some solid, solid lineups. So this one, no exception. Uh, regular on the podcast at this point, Todd's back with us. What's up, Todd? <laughs> Hey, Aria. Whoa. We, uh, home this time. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, last, <laughs> last week we had Todd out there in uh, Minnesota with, like with, uh, that world tour has brought me back home. And yeah. We're back on the road in a couple days. So. Yeah. Just making the rounds. Todd recorded yeah. with uh, Andy and Drew in person in Minnesota last week. Uh, so that's episode 142. Go take a, take a listen to that if you haven't before. On that note, the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Meeks is uh, back with us again oh. as well. So welcome back to the podcast, man. Always a blast having you on here. 
And uh, we got to see you guys. Miss the hell out of you. God, I, know. I haven't seen you for a week. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's long enough. You know, that's long enough. Only a week. <laughs> and getting through our lineup here today, uh, we got a newcomer on our podcast as well. One of our newer staff members here at Fall Obsession, Kessler Fisher. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. The rookie. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so, guys, we are. We are back here to talk once again about the the Texas Sandhill Crane Hunt that you three were all uh, a part of. We've already recorded part one and published part one of that uh, little podcast series that we're doing. Todd and I sat down with Tyler and Delaney, who were also out there, and recorded mm-hmm. with them. Uh, but this week, we obviously want to get the rest of the crew on here and talk to you guys and get your takes on everything. I think a great icebreaker for our conversation also is starting with you, Andy, because I was actually, I went back and listened to part one today to kind of refresh some stuff on my mind before we dove in to record this. And um, one thing that Todd had mentioned, I believe it was Todd, was that you were kind of the instigator for wanting to go on a snow goose hunt. It was a bucket list hunt. It was a bucket (laughs) list hunt is what Todd says. You are usually the instigator. No, no. You know what? I write. That's okay. I'm the antagonist. That's why I've been on. This this has been uh, just in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah, you know, up here in Minnesota, we can only shoot one sand elk crane a year. And, I mean, it's, you know, and everybody, you talk to everybody, and you go, you know, how was it? It was delicious. I mean, do you have any I can try? Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. I've asked so many people about that. And, you know, I said, screw it. I want to go down there and I want to shoot sandhill cranes because they're beautiful birds. I mean, amazing birds. I mean, oh, yeah. these birds were ex- almost extinct at one time. I mean, with the, yeah. you know, it, you got to give to them. They made an incredible comeback. And I have to eat one. I had, that, that was my goal. I had to eat one. And then I threw it, well, I threw it in Todd's ear. And then Todd just runs with it. I just, you know, I could. Tell them anything, and I'll, we'll have a hunt that next day. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, Todd, I want to go to Alaska on a moose hunt. All right, I got Whoa, it set up for man. next week. Oh, <laughs> I guarantee he'll have information on my doorstep 6 a.m. <laughs> so I need to start sending all my ideas to you then, Andy, so you can forward it on. Uh, well, you know, if you want to. He listens to you. Andy's the salesman. Andy Andy knows right, how to no, sell yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Todd gets the stuff done. So, uh, no, this is, like I said, it, it, I, Call it a bucket list, call it a, you know, a hunt that it's, you know, always in, you know, I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to <clears throat> experience these birds. I mean, you, you, we've learned about them. We, you know, we're educated about them, but to eat them and to hunt them and it, they're amazing. They're beautiful creatures. I mean, absolutely beautiful creatures. And, you know, and, and, and you know, someone might say that, you know, how can you shoot these beautiful creatures? And I said, well, you know, it's just my way of harvesting, you know, to, you know, putting my quota in for the year and stuff like that. Plus they're amazing to eat. Yeah. Amazing to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe we had a conversation with uh, Mike, right? Teppy. And he yeah, goes, yeah. are you guys bringing any crane down with, uh, with you guys? I go, I don't have a crane. Absolutely not. That's great. We had that, that meeting last week. Yeah. I got no crane. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I do. No, no crane. Sorry. No, I don't have any. Yeah. Tyler, no, Tyler said he brings him down for him though. So good. Oh, man. Well, yeah, because he, he didn't mount a bird, so he had an extra two. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this was I mean amazing hunt. Actually, the first morning went way too fast. I, um, I, Twenty minutes, we're done. I mean, uh, I never I've, I've shot mallards, shot my mallard limit in about half hour, but never like this. It, it, it was incredible. I mean. Yeah. 
if, if you're if you're a hunter and you enjoy the outdoors and you like bird hunting or deer hunting either way you have to experience this i mean this is remarkable what we saw okay i mean just absolutely remarkable so mm-hmm. and plus we got to eat them and they're tasty as hell heck so yeah absolutely yeah. So I asked this question in in part one to Tyler, and I'll I'll ask you, Andy, because you you have you're a pretty avid waterfowler. Um, you, right. you you get out there and do it quite religiously. Um, with this being one a bucket list hunt for you, something you've always thought about doing, and then with your background hunting other birds, what were the expectations versus reality kind of coming into this, having experience, you know, with with other other waterfowl? <clears throat> Well, actually, that's a very good question, Sam. Um, uh, you know, you've always heard about these birds being so weary. They they can see from, I mean, their eyesight is absolutely incredible. I mean, it's better than a duck or goose or any waterfall for that matter. And, um, you know, it, it's always been a challenge. I've always heard or read it's a challenge to hunt these birds. I mean, it's you really have to put the time in and grind. And for us to do it 20 minutes, I'm like, well, what is going on? I must have been, uh, you know, blowing smoke out my, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed so, something, yeah. But, but, but Jake, the guy, he did say, he did say this was uh once in a lifetime thing that you just saw. I mean, we landed over 75 birds at one time and we rained out nine of them in one volley. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, is are they smart? Are they dumb? You know, are they worried? I, I, I kind of picture between somewhere between a snow goose and a Canadian, because they they did they did snow geese kind of stuff in the sky, you know how they circled and stuff like that, but they also came in just, I mean, hook line and sinker, I mean on a line, just wow. boom right there. So like like Canadians do. So, um, my expectations were it was going to be a tough hunt. Um, the reality was was like. I haven't done this for like 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) But that goes to every single species that you hunt, though. If you're not walking into it with the mindset that, hey, I have to be smarter than this animal, no matter how you're set up, then you're not going to be successful. So even even if we put all the time that we did into the preparation for that hunt, just so that we weren't seen from overhead if they decided to come from behind us, depending on how the wind was blowing – I mean, it's stuff like that, that if you're not cautious about it, you're not going to be successful in your hunt, period. I completely agree with you. But, um, you know, the the guides on there, the hide was great. I mean, oh, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't have had a more perfect hide. I mean, that thing, it, it lights out. I mean. Without a doubt. I think Jake's the, biggest the, the, the concern best... that morning was the cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point in there, uh we tried to set up a camera right out in front where he was actually setting the decoys and he was like, yeah, you're not going to want to do that. Cause we're actually going to be landing these birds right there. So you will shoot your camera. Yeah. And then we were like, well, it, where do it, we it, need it. to set it up at? He was like, well, you're going to have to hide it somewhere. Cause if right. they come overhead, like it's gotta be They'll see them, yeah. around it. It's gotta be hidden. If they see a <laughs> tripod sitting in a field, most likely you're not going to get to land a whole lot of birds. And, and then and that, so we had right. 75 landers. Right, and that goes for every waterfall. I mean, yeah. if you have honkers, if you go hunt for honkers, you, you and snows, snows for sure. I mean, you, I mean, you got thousand eyes, you know, two thousand eyes looking at you at one time. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, you know, and, and that's what and that's what I expected from this crane hunt is that these these beautiful birds have great eyesight. This is going to be a challenge, and I wanted the challenge, but <laughs> I, I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. no, I was, you know, I, you know. I, 
not disappointed, but I had a great time. But you know, you know, <laughs> it was just, surprising. Yeah, it was very yeah, surprising. Without a doubt. But but you know, just the same with the thing. The same as always. You know, if you're getting birds on the migration, okay, and they're all clumped together, and they're feeding, and they're doing their thing, <clears throat> they become I, I not I don't want to say dumb, but less smart, more more feeding frenzy i guess i want to say less cautious right you know it's more my belly's empty i gotta feed i gotta feed i gotta feed you know like that and and birds kind of go through that they have you know you know they'll pick their days to to feed and not you know like that but um but yeah i mean it was remarkable i'm still stunned by it i just absolutely incredible yeah kes i'm gonna throw it to you because you had a a little bit this was like your introductory into the the fall obsession family almost this is you and andy both actually uh got to experience a staff hunt before becoming a you know a member of the team and everything andy a few years ago and then you with this one um so what are your thoughts coming into this trip and how did how the opportunity come about for you i mean honestly you you called it an introductory hunt, but there wasn't much of an introduction. I mean, as soon as I walked in the door and met these guys, it was like I've known them my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was Larry to me. I mean, I'm a kid from Indiana. I was packing up all my gear, on going on a hunt that something I've never even thought about doing before. And I was driving to some random guy's house in Kansas to meet up with a bunch of random people I've never met before. Driving <laughs> a random truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At 10 o'clock at night, mind you, I'm just walking up to some <laughs> random door in Kansas and knocking on it. Hey, what's up? But I mean, from the moment I met these guys that welcomed me in with open arms, we had a great time just sitting back, catching up, learning, you know, who who we were, what our uh, history was with hunting, and what to expect of this hunt. It was it was a cool opportunity to say the least. But but yeah, it was um, that that night I headed up there. I think I beat. So I spoke with Delaney first. I hadn't met any of these guys, and I hadn't met Delaney either. Um, but I showed up before her, so I actually got in to meet these guys prior to finding my comfort level with everybody. But Tyler welcomed us into his house, no problem. We all kind of sat around the dining room table and just talked for a little while. I mean, it was hours before we ever actually went to bed. We were so excited to actually go on the hunt. Well, poor, poor JJ was trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, we went to bed right away. Boss, man, we went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, man. <laughs> I want y'all to have a good time. <laughs> I still don't know if I slept at all. <laughs> hey, hey, boss man, I don't know where you find these guys, but you do a hell of a job picking them out. So, thank you. <laughs> hey, man, it. Uh, I don't. I do very little work. It's 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 the community itself, and I, I know Todd does a lot of a lot of work with our staff programs and trying to get good people in here and everything. But um, it. Man, it just kind of it just happens. It's hard to explain, you know. It just 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 mm-hmm. like Kess was talking about. It just you know, all just falls together almost. So it's, pretty, it, it's, pretty it's fun. you know, it's like uh, you know, I don't want to say divine it, you know, but I mean, yeah, it, it's meant to be, you know, kind of thing, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just you just you just know when the fit happens. You know what I mean? It's just so oh. it's just so natural. Yeah. The minute I gave this, I the minute I gave Todd a hug in the middle of the road, I mean. It's over. We're done. We're, we're best friends for life. Well, I, I think we I'll... met each other at, at, at Tim's house. Oh, geez, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, we I... had to be more. We had to be more PC around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I think uh, I think it was the last part one that I was telling the group, Andy, that the first time I met you was in a ditch on the side of the road. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Drew had told me we're, we're going on a deer hunt in Texas, and Drew was coming down, and he had told me, he's like, hey, I'm going to bring my buddy. His name's Andy. I was like, okay, sounds good. And we're waiting on the guy to show up so we can unlock the gate. So we're just parked on the side of a county road in Texas in the ditch. And that's where I, that's where oh, I met that's Andy Meeks. <laughs> by the way, one of the best haunts ever. Top two by far. Top two. What's number one? I can't name number one because it's just unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Every hunt that Andy's ever been on is top two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. If it, yeah, it, where you live down there, Sam. I mean, if you get on a ranch like that, I mean, it's, oh, I mean, amazing. I mean, I never hunted like that before. I mean, it's just it's incredible. Yeah. And plus the zebra. I mean, really, a zebra. <laughs> Man, you, you, you put a thought in my mind. We're gonna have to get a podcast with uh with like you and Drew and Nick and myself or something, and and recap that hunt. I know one of the oh. very first podcasts that we ever did like episodes like episode two i think or something crazy way back nick and yep. i recapped that hunt but man it it's been long enough that we need to we need to go back down memory lane on that one but that that's a conversation oh for another time but well it's been two years right i mean yeah it's been two years it, it's been uh three over three yeah. 2019 oh gosh yeah time Tw- flies 2019 doesn't seem like that long ago but it was apparently no it doesn't <laughs> but uh so Circling back to kind of our our crane hunt here, I, I've heard you guys talking a lot about, I mean, part one and and then today, about how delicious these things are and how you're not going to share because they're so freaking delicious. Well, I <laughs> rightfully so. But <laughs> tell me, we'll go around, but tell me how how are you cooking them? What what's your um, what's your go to with these birds? Uh, I I cook them like a steak, salt mm-hmm. pepper. Three minutes on one side, three minutes on the other side. Let it let rest for three minutes, three and a half minutes. Slice and dice, baby. Mm-hmm. And you, so you know, um, I'll just say this. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb on this, but I rather have this bird over a New York strip, really, a flaming young, yeah, or a sirloin. Yes, less fat and it tastes just the same. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, I mean, yep. I trust yep. me. When I eat a good steak, I want a ribeye or a porterhouse. I like the gristle. I like that. You know, I like that good flavor. But uh, I really think it. It's just got yeah. it's, it's got that flavor. The flavor's already embedded in it's it. It's already there. Yeah. yeah, I I threw a little. Um, so I did a little salt pepper. Then I also kind of just lightly coated with a prime rib, like a prime rib rub, like yeah. a yeah. just you know just lightly salted it, and uh, it's mind blowing. I'm I'm serious. I I can't. I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's better than those steaks. I'm telling you that. So, wow. Cass, have you ate yours yet or no? Oh yeah. Well, I had a little bit. So I had a I had a mishap a couple of weeks ago. I was actually sick, and it it kind of destroyed me on this. But I was finally feeling better and kind of coming on the up and up. And I was like, man, I really want to have another breast out of this bird again. So I you know thought it out. And the next day I got up and I was feeling really good. So I made it up for dinner. And uh, later that night, I ended up getting sick again and oh, ended up, no. yeah, so it was it was a waste of about half a breast. I was pretty upset with that one. Well, if you but, don't want to eat the breast anymore, I'll take them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <split> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't say that. I'm fully covered now, and we have been eating all of it. So, it's, oh, okay. uh, yeah. 
Now, I still do have Delaney's in my freezer, though, if you want. Delaney, we're packing two. <laughs> first come, first like, serve. You, you yep. can leave yep. her here for a spring turkey hunt. You can take all of it with you. You betcha. We'll go hunt turkeys, and then you can take her bird with you. <laughs> so, but no, all jokes aside, I mean, I've been cooking it the same way these guys have. Uh, cast iron skillet right now because my grill is down for the count. Um, throw some butter in there, three minutes on one side, three minutes on the other. I mean, it's just like eating a steak. If you didn't tell the person that you're sitting across from at the dinner table that it wasn't beef, they would not know that. Yeah, nope. I mean, wow. it's for, and that's the craziest thing for me is it's a bird. I, <laughs> it's a bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Usually, birds, you think of like the, the, the rotisserie chickens and all that. And a lot of the wild wild game kind of takes like that rotisserie chicken. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Not this, not this at all. Well, they're not lying when they say ribeye the sky. Oh, no, 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 no. No lie whatsoever. So a funny one actually for you. Um, so I've got a lot of family of mine are big hunters, but older generations, they don't get out as much. And so when I was describing to them what we had done down in Texas, you know, I was telling everybody about how they call it the uh, ribeye of the sky. Well, somewhere in there, a grandparent of mine got it mixed up and she ended up telling the whole family that we were hunting flying filet mignon. <laughs> you should have seen those suckers better than I mean, <laughs> it's the most incredible thing without wings that's right exactly. it, uh, it lives up to the standard but it, it was a good funny that uh they got passed down throughout the family so oh, 100%. oh that's good humor i like that but it's so crazy how these pre-circle pre-circle looking birds okay and they, you know they just you take you take a honker breast and a snow goose breast okay and the crane kind of falls right between them. They're a little bit thinner than a goose breast. Yeah. But, I mean, why why does a honker breast taste the way it does and a snow goose breast taste the way it does? And then these these crazy-looking beautiful birds taste like that. I, I don't get it. It's just it's remarkable. Mind-blowing. So they, they all eat the same thing. So it's They all eat the same thing. They, uh, oh, I, I've driven through uh, Wisconsin going uh, to Madison <clears throat> from Minneapolis. Uh, da, da. And I've driven across fields that were gray with sandhill cranes. I mean, you could see the ground because it was gray. And that's, you know, that's kind of what it sparked me. You know, like you see all these birds here and there and just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's pretty much how it was on day one, except for it was in the sky. I mean, even yep. after we were done hunting, you could not see the blue in the sky. It was just all black and white from their belly side facing down. I oh, mean, wow. I couldn't see it on either. It was was incredible. Incredible. And the craziest thing, I think we talked about this in the last episode, was that when we finished in that 20 minutes, we were out picking stuff up, and we still had birds landing right by us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. They were all over the place. Mm -hmm. No, it's a great spot. You can definitely tell that is a migration spot. I mean, that's why they're there. And, you know, it's it's like going to Mount City. Missouri for snow goose hunting because that's where they, you know, they congregate and that's just where the ease of, you know, hunting them is. So, yeah. We actually had a few, a couple weeks after I got back from Texas, I was up north at my parents' house visiting for the holidays and stuff. And uh, we had maybe a dozen or two dozen of them that flew over top of the house. And you can hear them, they're very distinct. You oh, know, yeah. but they yeah. are. 
So it was like my parents were outside and I pointed out to them. I was like, those are Sandhill Crane right there. And they were like, really? Like, why can't you shoot them here? I was like, there's maybe 20 of them right there. Where I was, mm-hmm. you 20,000 minimum. Way more than that. Wow. We get them around here in Michigan during the summertime. We get them around here a lot, but um, we can't, we can't hunt them. So no, we have, we have a small corner in Northwestern Minnesota that you can hunt them. And you know, they're, they're making, obviously making the comeback. And I have a, I have a mating pair close to me. just kind of in a marshy area where they like to be and stuff like that. But, um, no, it, it, it's great to see them come back like this. But um, uh, to uh, comment on Tessa's thing, when they fly over my house, they're about a mile high, and all you mm-hmm. hear is, mm-hmm. and you gotta look up and like take the binoculars to them because yeah. they they're up there way far. So they're up there, and I think you guys actually talked about that in the uh, first part of this podcast with those is whether you could hear or see them first. Mm-hmm. Texas, as flat as it is, I mean, you can see miles and miles. You could see those birds coming for well over the time that you can imagine sitting in a blind, watching them come in, and then you hear them all, too, once they come from all different directions. I mean, it was absolutely insane. And he was spot on, Jake, our first day. Remember, we we got everything set up, and we're just kind of hanging out outside the blinds, and and somebody asked him, well, when when should we start hearing them? He said, well... In about five minutes, seven fifteen. No, uh, I mean, wait, five minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Yeah. Oh, spot on. Yeah, spot I mean, on. he nailed the time. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> without a doubt, it was. Yeah, because cool. he even said, "Well, we should probably get in our blinds because they should be here any minute." And sure enough, seven fifteen, here they came. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, awesome, awesome people down there. I mean, fantastic. I. Yeah, that was that was uh that was one thing I was gonna ask, and y'all kind of already hit on it a little bit. Just the feeling that first morning, like you guys have never hunted these birds before. You you're getting in the blinds, it's getting light, and then all of this starts happening. Like, where is everybody's heads at as this incredible event is unfolding before your eyes? Well, when we first got out there, we were completely. I was completely jacked up because. Um, we had finally got to the lodge after driving the 10 hours and, and stayed up pretty late that night, just hanging out and enjoying each other's company. And so when we get up at, what was it? Four o'clock in the morning, three 30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, I might've got up at five, but you guys got, <laughs> well, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't feel it at all. I mean, I didn't feel tired at all. And so no. it was just, uh, just the anticipation of everything. And, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 adre- the, the adrenaline was pumping way too hard. And you know, you know, you're hunting a bird you never hunted before. And it's always exciting. It's always exciting to hunt something you've never hunted before. You know, just it's the chase. It's the, the it's the adventure. And, you know, it, it, like the Todd said, I mean, we're there 20 minutes and we're, I'm like, uh, we're done? <laughs> Wait, what? Said, <laughs> <7:30. Okay. laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and usually when you get up that early, you want to go right to bed, you know, so. And, right. In fact, my last day in, in Minnesota, we, I don't think, I don't, maybe I got 15 minutes of sleep before we went to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just, it, it's so funny just with hunting in general. It's like, you're like a kid on Christmas because it's just, yeah. it doesn't matter oh, what yeah. you're hunting or, it's, it, it's even more so when you're going on a trip that you've been dreaming of or that you've been really looking forward to. But even like, I think of even here in Texas, you know, we hunt whitetails every single year and that that night before opening morning of bow season you're just 
you're laying in bed wide awake, just like, oh my gosh, is, uh-huh. it, is it time to get up yet? Is it time to go to bed? <laughs> what? That, that's how we were looking at the blinds that first morning. We were like, man, these these look really comfortable. We could probably take a nap in these. But once we oh, got yeah. in and the birds started flying, it was like napping is not an option. We're, no, no way. It's when we're done. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we didn't have enough time there. No, no. not at all. <laughs> that's one thing I want to touch on, too. I mean, we keep talking about how fast this hunt occurred and ended. Like, 20 minutes is all we were there. But when I reflect back on it, I mean, that 20 minutes seemed so long to me. Because it's like, I don't know what your guys' experience is, but when when I'm out hunting something that I've been chasing, especially when I have history with it or something, even just a shot of a bow seems like it takes a lifetime to let that arrow fly. I mean, it was the same thing with watching these birds fall out of the sky or even landing them first and dropping it there. Tyler and I talked about that a lot moving into day two was making that shot and watching the bird that you were watching fall. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was all slow motion. So even though we were only there for 20 minutes, I mean, I can only imagine between the seven of us, how many of those birds that we shot at, we were looking and we watched fall and how slow motion that was for all of us. I mean, yeah. the, all the footage we grabbed just can't capture those memories that we're going to hold on to. Oh, hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a surreal experience to say the least. Yep. yep. Agreed. And, Agreed. Like that big buck that you see across the field and it took him three hours to get across just to get, get close enough so you could take a look at it. And in reality it was, you know what, four minutes. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. The exact feeling. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some, I, and we may have already hit on them and the last group may have already hit on whatever the case might be, but I wanted to, to ask at, at least you two, Kess and Andy, um, kind of what your what your favorite moments were uh from from this trip like give us a give us a a big takeaway moment and then give us a give us a funny moment (laughs) Uh, there's quite a few funny moments i guess you lead i'll I'll, I'll let you lead on this one you want me to lead okay so um funny moments i i guess i got two so one just being around the crew in general i mean the amount of time we got to spend together especially on day one because we were only hunting for the 20 minutes was it was amazing to just hang out with the guys get to know them you know talk about our past experiences with hunts and share stories and all kinds of stuff playing cornhole being goofy went over to the neighbors i mean there's just all kinds of good times that were wrapped up in that hunting camp experience right there but as for the hunt itself uh probably my funniest moment was on day one after the first volley came in so we actually had two cameras going that day and long story short the second camera did not get turned on before we started our hunt which was actually andy's gopro that we had running from an angled on the front side so it's andy's fault the guide the guide went out to turn it on for us and delaney was kind of coaching him through it and he was like which button do i hit and she was like just just that top one you hit just it one. just hit them all it's good <laughs> and he was like okay it's on and he ran back to the blind and we got settled in well later on that morning we found out it never got turned on mm. so we was- missed everything coming from the front angled side oh. but uh that morning after the first volley came through, we actually had a bird from the right side that was injured that flew over to the left. And I was set up second from the left, and the guide was to my far left. And uh, he watched the bird fly, and he saw me kind of looking at it. And he was like, hey, man, did you see that bird? And I was like, yeah, I got it, but I just lost it. And he was like, 
you got to go get that. <laughs> like, yeah, we made oh, the I'm FNG like, go get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not the dog. I'm confused. Where, where's the retrieval dog? He was like, yeah, you need to go get that before the next volley comes through. I'm like, man, I don't even see where it went. And he was like, yeah, you got to go grab it. He was like, it's out there by that light about 50 yards past that. So here I am. I pick up my shotgun and I just go barreling through this field. It was awesome. Talk about losing all of my adrenaline in that little sprint. I ended up running like 300 yards out into this field looking for this bird. Found it, retrieved it, brought it back. And no sooner than I got back into my blind and laid down, here come the second volley over. And he was like, all right, boys, get them. Like, I just breath. got back. I'm out of breath, man. <laughs> we didn't catch any of that on video, but the conversation that was going on between me and Jake in that moment was absolutely hysterical to me. So it was one of those, I was like, man, I wish we'd had that, but it was a cool experience to say the least. That's awesome. Andy, what about you? Um, uh, the biggest takeaway, um, it's just all, it, uh, just, uh, it's just nice to be hanging around with you guys, you know, like that, you know, from, you know, we got everybody from everywhere, you know, yeah. Todd from Michigan and Cass from Indiana and, you know, Delaney, it's just, it's all, it's so neat to have random people come together and just have a great time together and enjoy hunting and the, the adventure the experience and you know that 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 means a lot I, for me you know i you know it, it, it's, it's just more than anything it's got you know like i i've said before this is kind of like a family fall session is like a family you know like that and it really does when we all get together it's awesome and that's my biggest takeaway i love doing this with people you guys i mean it's just it, it's one of my favorite hunts all the time when i get to see todd I get to see Sam, or I get to see Drew, or Cass, or Delaney, or Tyler. Awesome. Sign me up. I want to yep. be there. You know? <laughs> and not to, you know, Tim, too. I'm sorry, Tim. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I love you, too, Tim. But, yeah. So, you know, it's Steven in, in, in Georgia, and I that's you know, that's probably who I met. I mean, obviously, we got to, you know, a couple people in Pennsylvania there, and, you know, mm-hmm. Adam and you know, down Florida, you know, I've never met those guys, but I, you know, I feel like we can just fit right in. I think we're all just the same people, but just where we live. And, um, right. and that's, and that's a big part of me. That's why I do it. I like the camaraderie, uh, the experience, the adventure, uh, the enjoyment of the company and just meeting new people and having, uh, this amazing life that we live. And, uh, and we, we got, we got to give it to us, you know, and it, and by the way, we have to thank Sam because we won't be here. Right, right, exactly. I, I'm, I'm a a normal sized piece of the puzzle, guys. It, I've said oh. it before, I've said it before on the podcast, man. It's not, it is not one one person that that makes all this happen. It's 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 the group. Like we 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 as the as Fall Obsession, you know, Todd, myself, the staff coordinators, we can we can provide tools and and opportunities but at the end of the day it's it's everybody else it's the people that actually make make this happen and that make up that family like y'all could y'all could show up to hunting camp and all go to your separate corners and do nothing and nobody oh, would have a good easy. time but yeah. i mean yeah. nobody's gonna do that and the the, oh. the bond that y'all have formed yourselves is is what makes this the family so and and, and proof proof is we had this amazing hunt i mean this is this is the proof. You know what I mean? We had this amazing hunt. If we would have came back with zero birds in, t- in a two-day hunt, you know, it was disappointing, but what are our memories? You know, 
we did have this amazing hunt. We were very successful, but what is our most memorable moment? What do we keep talking about? The people that we're with, you know what I mean? Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, and, that, and that's kind of how I was raised too. I mean, you know, we go on hunting trips, you know, it, it, this is not killing. It's how hunting, you know, I mean, you try and stuff like that. I mean, it, 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 you know, to, to get birds and to have a great hunt is the bonus to be with uh, your fellow people and especially fellow people, peers around the country. I mean, this is awesome. I, mean, I don't, I don't know anybody that else does this. Okay. I, I mean, right. I have no, no, I don't, you know, yeah. and, but I think, that's the biggest thing i mean what sam just mentioned is them providing the opportunity for all of us to get together i mean when i was coming up my younger years of hunting and everything else i didn't have the opportunity to meet people from all across the country or to hunt different species i mean we were stopped on our family farm where we hunted whitetail and turkey and that's all there was to it Mm -hmm. but now these opportunities have come into our lives as we get a little bit older and we kind of seek out what else is going on across the United States. I mean, there's all, all kinds of opportunities that we've you been bet. seeing. I mean, yeah. I never would have thought Todd and I just scheduled our bear hunt for later in the year. Bear yeah. hunt. Yeah. I, mean, I never would have thought in my life that I'd be going to a bear. But Good for you. Oh, it's great. I am. But it's, it's the opportunity that's created or even just pitched where the next a couple of people are like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's yeah. go right now. Let's set it up. Well, I got to a point in my life. I think I mentioned this to you last week too, Andy, was that yeah. with the elk hunt, I've had this this spot on my wall for about 20 years that I'm wait, waiting for. And I haven't even, it's not this, it's actually out there. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I said to Heather, I go, that spot's been empty for 20 years. I, I want to put an elk up there, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 50 now and my birth, I just turned 49. So I said to her, I, I don't know how many more years I have left to be able to go out and, and hike through the mountains after elk, you know what I mean? So I got to start taking advantage of some of these opportunities. So, right. Yeah. Well, well, me and, we even, me and Todd are, you know, a little bit more um, elder than the couple here. So, I mean, we're aging. <laughs> I'll spring chickens like these two guys. Oh, whatever, <laughs> man. I need to grow a handlebar and get rid of this. Then, uh... <laughs> oh, you know, remember ZZ Tops? Remember, you know, how... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you're, you're completely right, Todd. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Todd. Uh... Okay, so my funny moment is... Oh, yeah. My funny moment is, I don't know. <laughs> um, Appropriate ones. Can't say that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PG-13 here, man, only. We had actually a great time. Um, uh, so there was two different lodges. One was a smaller house, and or lodge, and a bigger lodge. And um, <clears throat> I, I believe Todd said this before. Then we went over to introduce, our, introduce ourselves um, the first night and ask them questions about the hunt because we were curious and see how they did and like that. And there were sixteen guys and they all limited out. And oh. it was it was kind of like a flat frat party over there. At, <laughs> yes, uh, our, I, absolutely. All, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I might indulge some frat party stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a, a good, good explanation. Time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good time. I have to ask Andy, um, did any birds try to take your head off this go round? No, 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 just Tyler's. Just yeah, Tyler's. Tyler's. <laughs> Tyler's. He didn't mention that. Jackie Channing, though. He was, 
what reminded me of that when when Tyler was out chasing that bird and he fell to the ground is when I was out running after that other bird. Oh my gosh. So when he was telling that on the podcast, I was like, man, I didn't even get to see that. I can't believe I missed oh, yeah. it. I, th- I thought we had it on video, but we didn't. I think it was just kind of off, but it was uh-huh. kind of funny. The bird yeah. started chasing him. That's gotta be funny sitting back in the blind as a guy sitting in the blind watching these two guys. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. Field. Right. Trust me, it was a riot. I wish I had well, my we're on opposite sides too, so you have to decide which one you're gonna watch. I never yeah. seen, I've never seen so one man run through a cornfield so fast, Cass. Right, right. <laughs> I was I was a track star back in the day. I, I can I can see that. <laughs> and so is Tyler. He's a marathon runner. Oh, so. he's a marathon runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had him licked. Yeah. for miles. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it, it was uh, extremely great. Uh, like I said, it, once in a lifetime opportunity. Of it, and I, Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I want to do it again because they taste so good. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I've brought it up before. I'll say it again on this one, too, that uh, I, I think it was Drew a while back when we were talking on here about his Axis deer hunt he had down here a while back. Um, he talked about how what was a, a bucket list hunt has now just turned into something he's going to have to keep going back and doing again and again and again. Yeah. And it's, it's rolling back to the point of, you know, it's, there's all these opportunities for us to be able to go and do all these things, you know, opportunities that people, like you said, Kess, that might not think you ever get to go do something like that, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We all look at it from this seat as bucket list and then when you actually go do it you're like i'm coming back i'm gonna do it again well, see and that's what's crazy it doesn't even have to be a bucket list hunt yeah like he brought up the idea that this was his bucket list hunt when this idea was first pitched to me i honestly i was like that's stupid i don't want to go shoot something <laughs> <down in Texas." laughs> like, i've never even heard of a sandhill crane what is it like and i started researching it more and i was like okay it's supposed to taste like steak i'm in but i still want to learn more and then, um, so it went from something that was a stupid idea to me to now it's something that I'm going to end up doing every year, period. Yeah. And in that, so our snow goose hunt last year, that was, that was an Andy idea too, that we came home and we tried to put it together. Remember? We came home from Jim's and then we go through Andy from now yeah. on. <laughs> and then we, uh, we booked it for February, but then we ended up having to cancel because the weather was so cold and that sort of and thing. We had to cancel twice actually. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We had to rebook it twice and then had, then, then got to go. But when, when Andy first brought it out, up, I thought, oh, the hunting goose, uh, I know I've had goose before. It's not the best tasting, but um, I've never really thought about hunting geese before. But as I started thinking about more and more, the one thing that resonated with me was you haven't done it. Why not try it? Right. You know just, what I mean? Just try it. Just try it. Just have fun with it. And I got hooked last year with that snow goose hunt just because of the things that we had talked about, the adrenaline that you feel over and over and over again, and just how incredible it is just to watch the birds as they're, you know, they're coming in, they're locked in and coming committed, you know? So, yeah. um, same thing with, the with, uh, the crane Heather's Heather's all for trying to, trying to get down there with us next year and, uh, trying to save her personal days. If, we're hoping that it's during Christmas break, so we don't have to use personal days. But because I keep telling her, it's just like snow geese, except they're bigger <laughs> and slower. <laughs> so, so, well, that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. And then to the snow goose point too. I mean, at the time of recording this podcast, y'all are fixing to to hit that one again. So yep, yep. Can't wait. Oh, yep. I'm already packed up. 
I'm no serious. I even packed up last week. <laughs> and Andy stays ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, always. always. Drives, drives the wife nuts. <laughs> Where are you going? I nowhere right now, but you never know. <laughs> Dude, I, I will be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Todd, you got anything else about this hunt in particular you want to share? It was, you know, like I said, we've talked about trying to make this an annual thing, and I think it's something we can certain, certainly uh, are planning on doing. So um, it just, it amazes me. It just amazes me when we all get together just because um, the, the, the bond that we have with each other. And like I said, Cass, this is the first time we met Cass. And like like Cass said, I think I was there. I think you were pulling up when Tyler, well, Andy, you were there too. You and Tyler picked me up from the oh. airport. Yeah. Yep. So we pulled up as you were pulling up and it was like instantly, you know. Um, so we had him hooked and now we can uh, scar him for life. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just amazes me. The, um, the camaraderie that we build with each other. I feel bad. Cause the only thing, the only thing I feel bad about is when we offer these hunts that we can't take everybody from fall obsession with us. You know I, what I mean? I wish we could offer a hunt and say, everybody's invited, just show up and you'll have a good time. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. And that's, Got to have a little no, more strategy it, 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 in it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I I would like at one time at least like three quarters, like eighty percent of fall obsession show up to one hunt. Or I don't really show up to Sam's for a summer picnic. Yeah, yeah. every every <laughs> all staffers are invited to Sam's next. It'll be one hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees outside, but by golly, we're they're, not they're, doing it in Texas. <laughs> we're not doing it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Todd shot a pig when it was hundred degrees outside. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I left the week before, and I'm like, you're nuts coming down here. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, we'll just all we'll, all we need to do is have Andy come up with the idea, and then apparently that's good enough for no, for no, 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 put it in place. The secret is, is that I'll come up with the idea, stick it in the Todd's head, and then. Sam will just have to talk to Brooke. Oh, by the way, we got a bunch of people coming over tomorrow. So. Oh yeah, that will go like a heart in church. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little more heads up than that, probably. <laughs> hey, so you remember Todd? Yeah, well, Todd and thirty other people are coming over this time. <laughs> With their families. <laughs> With their families, yeah. yeah. Well, well, so I I, I talked to Drew today, so um, I I have his um. Uh, his squawk box, his snow goose hunt, uh, his snow goose box for the call. Yeah. And I, and I'm ordering new speakers this year for North Dakota. And you know, so I'm, you know, and I ordered two more, 200 more decoys and a clone. And I, you know, I'm getting my foot too far in this door, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> as he looks over his shoulder, make sure no one's going to whack me over the head when I say this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not making some people happy in my family. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that's all of us, man. I was, yeah, I, was talking, yeah. I was talking to Drew today, and you know, it's like, why are you telling me three days before her hunt, Todd? Good news, he said three days before her hunt. Why are you telling me that we need to fix the squawk box or the you know the, the box? And I go, no, Drew, we just show up and you know roll in the the blind. I'm thinking about yeah. it. He goes, oh, he was going to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to order a couple of new uh, speakers and some jacks I had asked him for. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
sidetracked sorry no yeah that's good, right man. no that's right <laughs> well guys yeah, uh I'm, i'll go ahead and wrap up the podcast i'm sure we'll we'll chat for a minute after we hang it up but i appreciate you guys joining us again for another episode Kess, for your first one with us sure there'll be many more and i look forward yep. to the yeah. feedback from the snow goose hunt the next big event so it's gonna be fun yeah but the rookie came through yeah <laughs> thanks boss man yeah well guys thank y'all for listening follow obsession podcast if you haven't already hit that follow and subscribe button whatever platform you're listening on we're on all major platforms carbon tv waypoint tv our youtube channel our website the website's where you can go to find all of our content there's a bunch of different doorways there that'll take you into many awesome places as far as uh, what we do as a hunting and outdoor media production company hit up some of our apparel and some of our hats i know kess and andy and these guys are rocking some of our uh, apparel on there so be sure you check it out um we are on all major social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Go Wild, Fall Obsession Media is the handle for TikTok. Go follow us on there as well. Um, and Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the podcast partner, Derek and Lacey over there in Mississippi. They book hunts with vetted outfitters across the country. So if you are looking to book with an outfitter for that dream hunt you've been saving up for or a new opportunity you're interested in, give Derek a call. He'll work with you on licensing. Um, timeline, price, location, all that kind of stuff. He's super easy to talk to and work with. So Ridge Rock Hunt Company, go check him out. Thank you again, gentlemen. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Stay obsessed. Stay obsessed. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. We're back again next Monday, as always, with another episode. We'll catch you then.